0: This is 365 Tech by Suites. I'm coming to you live from Fort Lauderdale Beach. Today is Thursday, January 4th, 2018. Today we're gonna talk about transition of tech companies through the past couple decades from What's the Future and Why It's Up to Us by Tim O'Reilly. Tim O'Reilly is the CEO and founder of O'Reilly Media which is one of the largest publishers of learning books as well as conferences across the the world. He um, urges companies to create more value than they capture and try to change the world by spreading and amplifying the knowledge of inventors. He created the terms open source software and Web 2.0, and he just wrote the book WTF, What's the Future and Why It's Up to Us, which is what I'm talking about. came out just a couple months ago, October of 2017, and it talks about the implications of AI, the on-demand economy, and other technologies that are transforming the nature of work and the future shape of the business world. Ask a group of people how many of them have used the Linux operating system, and I guarantee you'd have very few hands outside of a realm of developers, me included. Ask Pete how many people use Google, and you'll see nearly every single person raise their hand. What few people understand is that Google is built on top of Linux servers. When attractive profits disappear at one stage of the value chain, when a product becomes modular and commoditized, the opportunity to earn attractive profits with proprietary products will usually emerge in an adjacent stage. As the operating system decreased in value, the ability for people to use um, operating systems to build other applications to create more value elsewhere was created. This is why as open source continues to grow and more and more developers are able to grab these modularized components and include them in their applications, they're able to perform significantly more and innovate incredibly faster than if everything was proprietary and needed to be licensed out and patents were issued on all forms of code. This continues throughout and exists right now with companies such as Uber, Lyft, Twitter, Facebook, so on. Finding out how to use a current technology to meet the future needs is very important. The future is here, it's just not evenly distributed yet. You need to find seeds of that future, study them, and ask yourself how things are going to be different when, the new, when, when that is the new normal. What happens when the trend keeps going? Rather than seeing Uber and seeing that it's here, Continue to look at the trends, see how it's played off of the past, how that company picked up aspects from previous companies and what's going to be the next step because Uber and Lyft aren't the end, definitely not. Amazon's not the end, Facebook's not the end. What's coming next? Take the patterns that have been coming from these current companies and extrapolate them to future trends. O'Reilly goes in and talks about a few different companies and the different business models and maps that led them to having success. What I found most interesting is the fill-inable, the colorable map, business model for the next economy what is here and what is to come the core principles he outlines on this map are replacing materials with information magical user experience networked marketplace platforms augmented workers talent and resources on demand managed by an algorithm and services on demand in between here there are a couple different nodes connecting these uh, these other nodes on the graph But there are also blanks in there for individuals to fill in and specialize with their own businesses me applying this in my own way i'm thinking of replacing materials with information okay in a gardening application i expect things like the watering can or the gardener to be code to be data rather than physical things and pen and paper these are all represented as data points A magical user experience is going to include your reputation system, but what's included in a magical experience system, the ability to not have to pull out your wallet, the ability to not need to look up other information, to have everything presented to you as if by magic in a seamless process of onboarding augmented workers. I'm going to take his example with Uber in that augmented workers think of them as utilizing, leveraging other technologies to make them more powerful than they would be on their own. Uber drivers leverage Google Maps, Waze, the Uber driver app, as well as other algorithms in order to greatly improve their abilities as a worker over other taxi cab drivers, their competitors. In addition, there are, what's the next point? talent and resources on demand. So the ability to get things instantly, Our culture has become used to this. Amazon increases their shipping times to faster shipping. We have GoPuff that can deliver snacks on demand. Everything is expected to be delivered at the push of a button, and we live in such a connected society where that's possible. Networked marketplace platforms. These are platforms that are linked as marketplaces. This is critical, and this requires a larger user base in most places where you have the combination of good reputation system, marketplace liquidity, as well as helping workers to succeed. All three of those things together along with the ability to replace your materials with information, are gonna give you the ability to network your marketplace platform. Having services on demand is different from talent and resources on demand, which is another point. Services on demand, thinking of it from my gardening application, means that someone would be able to show up um, and harvest your plants for you, or water your plants for you, in the similar work-sharing economy as Uber gives. Anybody could sign up and do it based off of location, based off of ease of use, Next point, managed by an algorithm. The best companies are flat companies, companies where all of the managers are ripped out and replaced by an algorithm. Because if you think about it, a lot of managers are doing jobs that could be settled by algorithms. Think about it, take a couple steps, and leverage the, tech, the technology that's available so that we can repurpose people to do more meaningful and productive work. Don't know if I already brought this one up, but talent and resources on demand, and it, this is different from the services on demand in that we expect the talent and resources to be on demand. So this one's more similar to the GoPuff rather than services, which is more like your Uber driver. So a talent and resource on demand is similar to like an Amazon, whereas a service on demand is like a like an Uber. Those are just some of the points of the map. There are other points on this map with blanks for you to fill in with your own ideas. I'm going to come back tomorrow with more points from this book because Tim O'Reilly has some great knowledge, and I want to share it to you with my own twist and my own filter. Got any thoughts? Call in. Otherwise, I will catch you tomorrow.